Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, the most professional podcaster, Bridget Haran. What's up, guys? How you doing today, Bridget? Not too bad. I like how the last couple of weeks you gone like full broadcaster when you when you are like, and welcome back. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a new thing you're doing. I realized that I forgot to say, I feel like I, got, I forgot to say the most professional podcaster like for a couple of weeks there. Yeah. And it's I was almost like... like it's, it's not my real job. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring it back. I got to let the people know. <laughs> All the drunken maniacs out there. Just I got to so let, let them know. Um, specifically, uh, Josh Williams. Because I know. He listens. He's the only one I know. He's a consistent to. listener. <laughs> I do like how every single person we have on, we're like, have you ever listened before? No. And like, Zach, we were like, uh, have you ever listened to the podcast? And he was like, no. Never listened to it. Not a. Not right. a I, I still don't think I have. <laughs> <laughs> not a once. Uh, I, I will say this. Oh, off mic. I forgot. Zach Roan, our <laughs> producer. It's weird having a producer now. I'm still yeah. not used to it. Zach Roan, the sauce boss of Indianapolis. Good evening. Uh, <laughs> thank you for producing this episode. Yeah. Um, if you were a, if you've been a longtime fan, which I know five of you are. Uh, Talking to you, Josh. <laughs> we. Definitely started off with me and the producer's chair, and that was that was a bad idea. It was a bad call. Well, we also were. I feel like we we've, we've really gotten our drinking a little bit more in, uh, more in hand now. It was a it was a lot of booze at that point. Yes, I don't know. Today I started drinking pretty early. Uh, oh. I got home. well. I am uh, officially on Thanksgiving break now. Okay. Or furloughed or laid off. <laughs> I'm not sure which. <laughs> Which, call it what you yeah, will. Call, call it what you will. Yeah, I wasn't aware that like in adulthood you had Thanksgiving breaks. I was like, yeah, breaks. I was like break. wow, what a, what a cool boss. Like, you're not a teacher. Student, yeah, they so were like, uh, they were like, just go ahead and take the rest of the month off, dude. <laughs> like, uh, we'll call you when we need you. Yeah, and I was don't like, don't call us. We'll call you. I was like, what a fun Thanksgiving break. <laughs> um, so Bridget, my family, um. I know, I know. I always, I always skew, I always skew to the morbid here. But it's just the, 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 the truth of the matter is, my mom died last year, and so now everyone on my side of the family is either dead or they live out of state. Okay. And so it's just my step family now, mm-hmm. and they're lovely people. Um, Did they listen? No, no, no. Okay. I don't think so. But they they are they they are very lovely people. And, but um, I would say a lot of them probably fall in line with um, some like yeah, maybe maybe COVID's a hoax kind of okay. kind of sentiments. I'm not I'm kind not of, sure. Kind of fam. Okay. Um, but even that side of the family uh, canceled our Thanksgiving this year. Okay. Because of COVID, so I was like, man. That side, they like they they thought yeah. it was not safe to get together. Like if if they're doing it, then it means yeah. Um. So every year I pray that Thanksgiving gets canceled and I don't have to do anything. And this year it actually happened. Yeah. And I don't have to do anything. And now now I don't know what to do with myself. I'm just yeah. gonna stay home. I, mean, I think I'm gonna make some. Uh, I mean, enjoy your Thanksgiving break. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy my Thanksgiving break. Uh. But yeah, it's weird. It's weird to have no expectations yeah. you know i know there's a lot of people i know the big argument this this year is uh you know people like uh 
hanging out with their family that doesn't live in their house or not. And mm-hmm. it, it's, it's weird because I feel like the other arguments that have kind of happened this year as far as like COVID related stuff really did kind of fall into like political lines. Mm-hmm. But man, you bring Thanksgiving, you bring the holidays into it and it's like, it's like all, all, all that stuff goes out the window. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I always like every year when Starbucks says something like happy holidays Mm -hmm. and then everybody gets up in arms and say that there's a war on Christmas Mm -hmm. this year. There's like a legit war on Christmas. (laughs) So I'm kind of excited to see the backlash there. I mean, if they flipped out over a Starbucks cup, then do you guys think, do you think um, as far as families getting together in the United States, do you think the U S do you think Thanksgiving is bigger? Christmas is bigger. Um, I think Thanksgiving's a bigger gathering holiday. Yeah. Well, it's like we, you know, we're fat here. The yeah. U.S., we love food. So You're like talking about big. in this room. <laughs> As a collective group. Uh, no, it's. I think that it's like we love food. And people also, the U.S. is really the only country that does Thanksgiving. So it's like. It's like our one thing. It's like, it's just for us. USA. Yeah. USA. Pass me the gravy. Yeah, I... My thing is I think Thanksgiving should have been canceled for, like, a long time because it's, like, you can't say that, like, illegal immigration is, like, bad and, like, don't give handouts to refugees and then also, like, celebrate Thanksgiving with a clear conscience. Oh, with a clear – I was going to say, I can point to some examples. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh. But, yeah, it's – we – we've thought about it for a long time. So my extended family, no one is doing anything, but my my grandfather lives with my parents – and my dad just had surgery uh, this last Friday. And so we have, like, kind of debated about what we're going to do. And we've decided we're going to do an outdoor gathering. Um, outdoor where? In Indiana? In in my parents' backyard. Uh, they have a fire pit that's, like, a, a pretty big fire pit. So they've set up – we've been <laughs> setting it up for weeks now. They've set up a little table on one side, a little table on the other side. So that'll be – my sister and my brother-in-law on one, and then me on the other side of that, so around the campfire. Then they have a little portable fire pit that'll be over on the other side of the patio for my sister Cecilia. And then they got one of those, like, stand-up restaurant-style heaters <laughs> that they put for my dad and my mom, and my grandpa will sit inside uh, on the screen and porch. And so it'll just be kind of like everyone's... Can you please take photos of this? I will. I, I have I to. I feel like... It's a very free range Thanksgiving. Yeah. It really is. Well, like, it's, not too many in it's one. It's like kind of supposed to rain. So, oh yeah, it is supposed to be super cold yeah. and rain. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But we've all committed to doing it. Uh, but my sisters and my brother-in-law are also vegetarians, so I'm making like one turkey breast and then a vegan meatloaf. So it's like it's a, a little untraditional for us, but nice. But we'll get to see each other. And I know we haven't. Like my one sister works in ERs, so she hasn't really seen any of us and. So it'll be good to good to at least see everybody from you know through the rain across the yard. And Zach, you are just—it's just you and your baby and your uh, baby mama because you have an illegitimate child, right? Right. I, I think the term is bastard. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> no, we so traditionally we've done Thanksgiving for all of the family for the last like five years. Mm-hmm. And this is our favorite holiday. And that was our original solution so that we didn't have to go to four Thanksgivings because we Jesus. both have divorced parents. And so yeah. 
our deal was nightmare scenario right. for me. Right. <laughs> Everybody's invited, but we're going nowhere. Yeah. And so that if you want to see us right. come here. So we and we both cooked, so it was like, well, we'll cook, we'll get drunk. It's actually a fantastic time. Mm-hmm. I don't really care if nobody gets along. They're at least going to go home at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. So this year, instead, we're making dinner, but we're just uh, dropping it off in little portions to everybody. Nice. So we're still sharing Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Oh, so you just, just drive just around and say, say hi from, awesome. a, from a distance. Right. I'm going to Frisbee them in. Yeah. <laughs> you, you made me feel like a real piece of crap there, Zach. Well, you know. Um. That is nice. That's a nice. <laughs> that's a nice take. And then, when is your uh, lesbian home for the holidays movie coming out, Bridget? Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So that's exciting, right? Yeah, I'm really hyped about I'll it. I'll tell you what, I did. My, my I did, dad I, and I are gonna watch it together. I'm really I wa- now are they streaming that straight to it's straight Hulu. to Hulu? Okay. Oh, yeah. it's a Hulu movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did see an ad for it, and I was like, yeah, I'll probably watch that. Yeah, it's it's like. Uh, Daniel Levy's is amazing from Schitt's Creek, obviously Eugene Levy's son. And it's like, then Kristen Dunst is kind of like, no, I'm going to take it or leave it. But, or not Kristen Dunst, Kristen Stewart. And, but it's like, it's going to be good. I'm excited and for my, it. And also like, I've been there. And my favorite, uh, lesbian actor from Black Mirror is also the, she's yeah. the, she's the other one. Yeah. I don't remember her name. I don't, Mackenzie. I don't know, I don't know Mackenzie. Your, I don't know if you're saying she's your favorite lesbian actress or she's or your just favorite within, lesbian actress within that show. Or, right. Very, very specific. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like she's really just grabbed the reins of being like uh, a lesbian actor. So. Okay. I mean, I just. <laughs> like, she's lesbian. a lesbian in virtual reality. She's a lesbian for Thanksgiving. You know. It's, it's Christmas. It's a Christmas. Oh, it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay, a Christmas movie. Yeah, my dad saw it and he was like didn't this happen with your ex-girlfriend? And I was like, something like that. And he was like, we should watch this together. And I was like, that feels like it could be a tearjerker, but fine. There's one point where she's like, I don't know why you're trying to hide me. And the other girl goes, I'm not hiding you. I'm hiding me. And I was like, well, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry for that for sure. A lot of mockery. I, I don't know. I get, I get for some reason in 2020, I, at first I thought that that plot seemed almost like kind of like outdated. Yeah. I was That's like, what one of my other friends said. They were like, is that like, that feels like it's something that would have been great a couple years ago. And I was like, unfortunately. Yeah. I think you just have to do a bit of time traveling outside of the county. <laughs> that is true. I, uh, you know, I'm always reminded when I leave the county yep. that uh, a lot of people are not living in 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's great for me out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just don't remember it because it's like my family has always been always really open about, you know. My mom's maid of honor, my dad's best man at their wedding, both gay. We grew up with, like, these, like, I grew up with their husband, their wife, like, my whole life. It was never a big deal. Like, when I came out, my mom was like, yeah, I mean, it sucks that you got those tattoos, but, like, this doesn't matter. Like, the things that my parents are upset about are... Yeah, more, like, personality-based. Yeah. Yeah, as they should be. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. But they're like, whoever you choose to, you know... Yeah, they're like one love, but like maybe yeah. not be such a trash person with a wolf tattoo. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we didn't get your hand tattooed. I don't know. Just a but uh, but then I like will meet people, and it's like, oh, okay, you uh, were not raised that way, and uh, it shows. I've been watching. Um, I, I just signed up for uh, Showtime. I've been watching Billions, uh, which I had started and stopped. And one of the things that they've done on Billions is they introduced the first um, non-binary uh, actor slash character mm-hmm. on, t- on like a TV show. Um, so it's like, I guess kind of groundbreaking in that as- aspect. 
but it's just funny to watch these characters who are like skirting the law and committing crimes and like possibly talking murder. But then they're like also all very appropriately using the uh, they them pronouns. <laughs> Yeah, they're like very, very conscious. I don't break those laws. Oh, my gosh. Guys, we have a great uh, Drunk Dial interview coming right up. We're going to take a break, and we're both going to kiss Zach, and we'll be right back. Bye-bye. Hello. Hi, and welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. How you doing, Andrew Rudick? Hi. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Who is it? This is uh this is Dyke Michaels from the Drunk Dial Podcast. It's uh what? me and my uh my co host Bridget Haran. What's up? Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm just partying in my jam jam. <laughs> Hell yeah! Full on jam yeah. jams. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I went to Dayton, Ohio this weekend, uh, this Sunday. It's kind of a last yeah. as a last ditch effort to get a little bit of stage time before a possible lockdown. And right. I walk up, and um, to my pleasant surprise, I see your name all over the marquee, doing a whole oh, yeah. a whole headliners weekend, big time. And that so is that is that uh is that new new or you been have you been headlining for a while now? I that was like two weeks ago. They just haven't changed the marquee. <laughs> but they uh they just, you know, they were sad when after the weekend and they said we want him back, but we can't afford him. How- I'm a headliner. Oh <laughs> yeah. You gone big time. You gone big time now. <laughs> I'm big time. <laughs> Now, now your your uh, your home club is in Cincinnati at uh, at Go Bananas, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. you you uh, you like work there, like that's your like your job, and then you also do the the comedy there as well. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I like when I started doing stand up several several years ago. I started serving there like periodically, and then like. Re- for the past several years, and then the last few years, I just kind of served and did comedy full time. I quit my other jobs, serving bartending jobs, and now I just you know collect that sweet sweet unemployment. <laughs> Smoke weed and play men like a bot. Now, now I have to. I want to get. I want to get in, in into that as well. But I have to ask you because, like, on the one hand, it looks like you guys are always having a fun time. It looks like you're always having a blast, and that's. Definitely not the route that uh, that I've gone. Misleading, dying inside. <laughs> but, but my 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 thought was on it. Like, is it ever weird, or is it a, has it ever been strange to be, go from like like waiting tables to like running up on stage and do it? Because I feel like the power dynamic kind of shifts between mm-hmm. bringing someone out there, chicken tenders, and then going up and then doing like doing like a spot. Like, is that ever? Yeah odd the the power dynamic shift there yeah it's it's interesting i i really enjoy it. it's a lot of fun it's um i've always in the moment though i kind of felt like it was sort of cheap in a weird way because it was like you're kind of set up I, i've done it you know only a handful of times where i'm like 
the server and then I just randomly go on stage and I set it up so that people don't know until I'm walking on the stage that I'm going up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, um, it's, I, I always felt like it's kind of cheap because you're set up for success. People automatically like love you when you go on stage because they're like, they're just so blown away by the surprise of it. Like, Oh, the server, like we didn't even know we, he was just the server. Right. Just so, a server. <laughs> right. But there's also this weird pressure on me where like I work with my buddy Jake and he like, he's not a comic, but he's a good friend of mine. And he uh, like, we share tips. So like in a lot of the material I do, it's super dirty and I don't really change it. So like I'm, I, I always there's this concern like if I bomb, <laughs> yeah, are you guys people <laughs> paying your yeah, bill, exactly. bills tonight? <laughs> yeah, but I, it's always gone well the few times I've done it, um, which has been nice because I bomb quite frequently <laughs> when I'm not in my serving gear. When did you guys move everything? Like when did you guys start doing? Because I, I I noticed you guys were doing like parking lot shows and doing stuff outside. When, when did you guys pull the trigger on that as far as like moving stuff outside and doing stuff? Um, well, when, you know, in, in April when everything shut down, I was actually, I was supposed to work with like the weekend of the shutdown. Pete Lee was going to headline and my sister who's a comic in LA was going to feature and I was going to host. And we were so excited. My sister was in town and then the night we would we did like a little mini tour and me and my sister and then uh everything got shut down like that day that we were supposed to do that weekend and they just they had been meaning to remodel the club for years so they just they were like we're going to use this as the time mm-hmm. to do it um so then we moved everything outside and um yeah and then they're still remodeling the shit who knows if it looks fantastic in there. I went in there the other day. I hadn't been up there in like a month, but it looks really, really good. Hopefully, but you know, it doesn't matter to me that it's like taking so long because with everything up in the air with the pandemic, is there supposed to be a shutdown this week? You said something. I, I've just I've just heard a lot of murmurs, and I, I know it's like state to state, so who knows, Ohio yeah. and Indy might be a little bit different, right. but it's just, you know, it's also everyone's like, yep, they're going to shut it down after the election. Yep, they're going to shut it down right after Thanksgiving. Like, I, right. who knows? But a, a lot of yeah. people seem to think that, like, a some sort of... It's coming. Either a lockdown, yeah. maybe not maybe not as full a lockdown, but maybe more stipulations. Like, at Indy yeah. right now, it's like bars and stuff uh, are down to 25%. So, like, comedy clubs... Are still open, but I think they're at like twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tell you I'm what, just glad I, I just went. I just went out before. to Dayton this weekend, and they were not at twenty five percent. We had a good time. Yeah, but is all of yeah. Ohio doing? Do they all, do they have the um, curfew in all of Ohio now? Yeah, that like just went into effect, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, recently like this i think dewine made that announcement like last week but um what was i gonna say yeah yeah it's been weird i'm just glad that there's no civil war i thought i legitimately (laughs) (laughs) i'm not kidding i have had anxiety for like months and months and months like leading up to the election on which side to pick for the civil war 
<laughs> yeah, I didn't know who to vote for. I was like, man, Kanye and Trump both have really good points. <laughs> you These look good in both. blue. You look good in gray. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I legitimately thought, like, with you know that it was going to be contested. He was going to like raise militias up and shit. And then like with everything. And then they just signed the ascertainment this week. So I've, I calmed, I finally you calmed can, down. You can breathe a little bit. Yeah. There still might be a civil war, but yeah. it's going to be a little bit down the road. I'm just confused. I'm just confused about how a civil war would work. Yeah. Everybody's so know. mixed. It would it be like, right. Cities have to like like we'd have to put a wall around the cities to keep the rural people out. Like, <laughs> like I'm not exactly right. sure physically how that would happen. Right. Either way, I'm losing because I don't have any guns. I'm scared to handle them. <laughs> um, I used to get drunk and put them in my butt and make videos. Oh. Uh, that got me banned from social media platforms. But, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, that. were you were you making a were you making a political statement or were you just thirsty or no, just having fun, just, just having fun with the boys. Good old. It was just <laughs> there, Saturday night's all right for fighting type deal. Are, are there are there photos of this we could find on the internet? There's, yeah, there's a there's a video on Twitter. Of, it's very funny actually. It's a toy gun. And I captioned it, this is why I quit drinking, which is partially true. I mean, it's not really true, but it's a toy gun. And I spin around in the video, I'm all wasted. And it looks like a real gun is shoved in my butt. And <laughs> I sent it to my sister and she was so mad because she thought it was real. And she's like, Are you, you're shoving guns, like loaded <laughs> guns in your butt? I'm like, no. Everybody gets triggered so easily, you know? Nice. <laughs> But hurt. So, oh, yeah. All right, sir. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm the, sorry. You guys that, made a mistake. That's a that's a, that's a, that's a yellow card. <laughs> yeah. Now, I I did have the pleasure of listening to your podcast, the uh, the the Thunder Slime uh -oh. podcast at work today, and that was really fun. Uh -oh. I was I I only I only caught like uh, one and a half episodes, but uh, okay. they're they're like what they're half hour, so they're really. Um, Bite size, you know, like yeah. listen to one at work. Um, yeah, they're they're half hours. So you only listen to one, and then you're done. Great. <laughs> you, <laughs> it's uh, you and your uh, fellow comic friend Ran. Um, yeah. And then the one I listened to was uh, another comic. Uh, Clinton was on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds like you guys just have a real good time. <laughs> we do. We we have fun. We have fun. And Clinton actually, he um, is a super talented musician. Very funny comic too. But he uh, made the intro song, oh. which I oh, love yeah. oh. for the podcast. I was going to ask you about that because I was going to say that's probably the most professional uh, podcast theme song I've heard in a long time. Yeah, he's like a, a, an legit amazing musician you should check out his bands called mr flies they're they're actually like on a label they're they're legit they're they're awesome nice so but, um, we yeah. kind of started this deal so bridget is uh actually not a comic she's a professional chef mm -hmm. um yeah she, awesome. she came she came on uh to my other podcast uh kind of right before the whole lockdown happened and we realized we mm -hmm. lit, we were pretty much next door neighbors and so we both right. we both lost our jobs in the same week during the original pandemic or the original same pandemic the original yeah. lockdown 
And so I was right. like, hey, I got this podcast studio. I was like, do you want to do a podcast? And uh, like I'm not doing anything else. Yeah, we were both yeah. unemployed. So we originally started calling comics like the first week everyone got laid off and just checking in with them. And we were drinking a lot. Because it was very sad. Yeah. It was a, lot of it was a rough time. Very sad. Yeah, very right. Very sad episodes that never saw the light of day. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like that idea, though. That's nice to check in on people. But then, obviously, as the year went on, you know, and then, like in the summer times, and then things kind of started opening back up, we kind of changed it. Like, at first, it was like, how are you doing? How are you coping with this? And then it kind of became like... It's kind of like, how how are you helping the the comedy industry to evolve? Like, what what is the... Like, we've had a lot of fun calling people kind of all around the country, and they'll sort of tell us what they're doing at different places. Obviously here in Indy, we've been trying to do outdoor shows. Now we're moving back into the winter. So it's interesting to hear kind of everybody else's take on, on how they're adjusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it's been, I mean, it's been really tough just like for everybody. The, the hard thing for me is that I, I like, I won't go out as much and I don't drink anymore. So I think that might be part of it, but like, I won't, I like have stopped doing mics altogether and I've really like scaled my shows back. I've been fortunate enough to like get actual good bookings Mm -hmm. um, for the most part. So I've been kind of just doing shows I've been booked on, but it's been like a real like kind of like catch 22 for me. Cause a part of me, I had this struggle where I'm like, I want to try to reach out to these places, get booked. I want to go to mics. I want to try this stuff. But then the other part of me is like, you need to just wait, like hunker down four months, every, you know, there's going to be this uh, vaccine available. But then it's like this other part of me is like, you see other people working. And it's like, man, I don't want to get like, it's like this constant fear and comedy of like getting passed over. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird balance. I have been kind of, the way I've been dealing with that is, and uh, people laugh at me and I've been trying to convince other comics of this. Um, so stick with me here, but I have been focusing my time on a TikTok account. Okay. What? <laughs> He's 34. <laughs> Hold on. Um, <laughs> but I have, I have a friend, a former comic who pointed out to me like the organic growth on TikTok and how they push your content out to not only to like relevant people, but also the like rate at which it it sends it out and there's so many more people using it than this perception that it's just these kids like twerking, which it is that like, that's part of it. But it's like, you see more and more comics like creating accounts, but I, I just do like political videos and post them up on there. Um, but it's crazy. Like the videos are getting like, they're like blowing up on views and like followers. So like I'm building this like, I'm trying to like build this fan base there and then try to get my goal is to get a hundred new followers a day. Okay. And then sort of try to build a fan base that way. And, and however pivot that, try to get them to a website or whatever, a YouTube channel that I'm also going to start. But I realize I need to start just like focusing on like an online presence. Mm -hmm. And it is weird when you tell people, I've been trying to convince other comics to create these TikTok accounts because your videos, I posted a video of today uh, or yesterday I posted a video of Trump Jr. where I cut it up and edited it and made it sound like he was talking about doing coke with his son. (laughs) And it got like 
20,000 views in like two hours. And like, I got oh, wow. like 200, 200 followers from it. And like one video, it took me like 20 minutes. And I was just thinking like, you know, we've spent years and years on Instagram and Twitter trying to like, create these followings and there's no like organic growth it just doesn't push your videos out the same way mm -hmm. your content out so so uh, yeah so um when you have this growth like are you interacting with these fan base because like i've also yes. I, I've, I've also heard people say that tiktok kind of like shines up the numbers a little bit and they really give people that are newer like a like the newer you are to TikTok, they give you like a lot of views off top. Like they'll 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 mm -hmm. they'll they'll funnel a lot of people to your page off top. So you're like, oh, this is great. Like this is better than, you know, Instagram or Twitter or something. But then the, the, mm -hmm. those kind of dissipate over time. But that's not the way you felt about it. No, and and that hasn't really been my experience. And the guy who told me to sign up for, and also like I am I'm kind of new to it. I started the account in the spring when all this stuff happened, did it for a few months, stopped for a few months and then picked it up like this week. Okay. Um, but um, the guy who told me to sign up for it, his account has been exponential growth. And he's also like, he studied marketing and he's like, he, his videos are super high quality. They're very funny, but they're also like, he knows sort of how to, how to push it out a little to, more. Yes, exactly. Um, but his, he went from, cause he, he told me to start doing it and I was watching his account. He had like 10,000 followers and then he had like 50,000 and then, and now he's at like half a million followers. Wow. And so all of his videos, like they're just, it's like snowballing. Cause he has this like fan base now where, I mean, who knows how you can leverage that to getting work at actual clubs. I don't know how how legitimate like bookers look at something like that. I can't imagine a lot of old school bookers or if you're like, hey, I have a half million TikTok followers. I imagine a lot of them would be like, yeah, we don't really give a fuck. But if you're putting if asses in seats though, but I it's mean, also, yeah. that's, that's at this point, but like as this continues to grow, obviously at first when, you know, people were using Instagram, I'm sure that didn't matter as much as either, but now it's like, right. it's all evolving. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm hoping I'm kind of putting my eggs in this TikTok basket. Um, but I also like it a lot. Like I like the the functionality of it. It's it's like it's very similar to Instagram in the way that you make videos, but like with way more more functionality and more um, just more tools. More like it's just better. Mm -hmm. And these are these are more like uh, kind of polished, edited videos that you're posting. It's not just like stream of consciousness like hey, yeah i wouldn't call them polished but um <laughs> they're yeah i mean they're they're somewhat thought out they're i try to they're short form so i try to keep them like apparently that's one of the formula of like 15 seconds or less um oh wow and it's this it's very similar to vine i'm i just found out i'm trying to make them loop all of them loop in a very in like creative ways mm make like looping jokes i don't i don't know but i'm still i'm still figuring it out yeah but i think that's the thing but it's helped me yeah no no you go, sorry, ahead. go ahead oh no no you go ahead i, I, I already saying, forgot what i was gonna say sorry i was just saying i, no, I think no. that is the thing that people say about tiktok is that 
you know, the people just sit there and just kind of like flip through. And so it's like, if you don't catch someone right off the bat, then it's like, they're just going to flip through to the next video. So I think that very like 10, 15 seconds is like that perfect time. That's like, Oh, you can hook people in a way that they're not just going to move past it. Yeah. The hook is super important. The first like three seconds. I also feel very conflicted because I just watched the social dilemma. Have you guys seen it? (laughs) I've heard about it. I haven't watched it. But I feel like I know where you're you're going with this. We all spend too much time on our phones. and uh, Yeah, it's fascinating and horrifying at the same time. Um, And TikTok, the whole, like, algorithm functions on the idea that, like, if you – if your content is good or entertaining or funny or whatever enough to hook people and to keep people watching this loop, like this For You page, it rewards you by pushing it out more and more and more and more. So that's sort of the way it should be. But at the same time, it's like I'm contributing to <laughs> like the more successful I am, the more I'm contributing to this horrifying thing that, you know, yeah. but what are you going to do? I'm a clown. I got to dance. Clowns got to dance. The clowns got to eat. Andrew, dance, baby. thank you so much for uh, giving us your time today and being on the program. Where can people hey, find you? Guys. Well, obviously on the TikTok, but where all can people follow, yep. find you on social media? Um, uh, yeah, on Instagram, Andrew at Andrew J. Rudick. I'm on Facebook. Check out our podcast, Thunderslime Podcast. It's available wherever podcasts are, um, but everything's all linked up in my, yeah. Andrew J. Rudick, Andrew Rudick Comedy on TikTok. Get me on the top, bro. Thank you very much. You just inspired me. I feel like the, the drunk dial needs a TikTok now. Oh, good. Yeah. You better, you better start you. learning some TikTok dances, Bridget. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't even have to do dances, though. That's, I, I haven't done I did one. Tw- I did one twerk video. It did not work out, though, yeah. but that's all. I mean, that's what at the beginning of this, everyone was just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck, so. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, awesome. Andrew. Well, thank you, guys. It and was great talking to you. Talk to you later. Awesome. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Hey, welcome to the Drunk Dial Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me is the most professional podcaster, Bridget Rand. What's up, guys? Thaddeus McKee, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. What a what a lovely surprise. Yeah, hey, thank you for picking up your phone, man. I appreciate it. You know, you know I do. I mean, it's weird that we live in the same house, mm-hmm. but it's just like I never know if you're busy or not. Yeah. So I just you thought know. it was weird that we're calling you while you're on the toilet. Right, no. right. Like, and you make me go in the basement to take these calls. It's kind of weird, but I like it. <laughs> I'm kidding. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing fine. I'm on my break now, so me I'm ready. Me too. Hey, cheers. Thames. No work tomorrow. No school. I'm a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you still in school? How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> that is in the fifth grade. Billy Madison situation that <laughs> took way longer than I thought. He's trying to prove to his fa- father that he could do it. <laughs> I want to see him rehash Billy Madison. <laughs> I would like to see. I, I feel think like it was that's so- the next ad you guys do. Um, well, we had something planned, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. No, uh, we do, we need to do an, uh, a new drunk dial plan, a uh, commercial.
Yeah, it's it's a lot. I never realized how much I say uh, super until until that. That was the I, that was the best ad. Like I feel like that's what really sold me as you being a podcast uh, host. I was so sad in that ad. <laughs> I was, well, I you know, lost my job and. Look, lost I, my I will and I know I know people never use this word for white people, but you sounded very articulate. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> she knows her words. I mean, honestly, like you came out of nowhere. Really. <laughs> like a wrecking ball. I literally did. Yeah. And like I don't I'm not sure if you guys have any other friends that are as good of friends as me now. Well, I feel like we spent a lot of time together. I'm not going to uh, say that on air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she's making us confess our friendship. Here's the thing. I, like, dro- I dropped three friends just to make room for you. Just to make room <laughs> for all this baggage we're bringing in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guys, I'm sorry. She takes up a lot of time. A lot of issues going on. I mean. To call this a day. All I want to say is, Bridget, uh, you're a very good podcaster. I don't know why I'm sucking up to you. <laughs> I thought you were going to follow with, but not a very good friend. Oh, so. <laughs> thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you made me a cobbler one, so uh, okay. we're friends. But I feel I like made you a birthday cake too. I feel like the first time we all went out of town and hung out on vacation together, you told Bridget, <laughs> "I'm surprised that you're actually fun." You Didn't did you say, say that. that? You yeah. said, I'm surprised that you're as fun as you are. So this has been brought up several times. <laughs> I think on and it a lot. And I was like, there's a there's an error. It was I was surprised how fun you were. Mm-hmm. I knew you were fun, mm-hmm. but I didn't know there was another level of fun. Yeah. And it was it was revealed to me and I liked it. I'm sorry I said shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I well, fucking take it back. <laughs> it's done. I will say when we're all in our normal work routines, you know, there is a there is a cap on fun, you know? Like you can't be I definitely have a fun cap. Is this an intervention? <laughs> <laughs> the reason we brought you here. So, we need you to stop being from, so from fun From the basement work. on the call, um, we need to talk about your fun. Okay. Well, I have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I knew this was an intervention. It's fine. I will stop streaking down our street. Uh, it's Thanksgiving week, guys. <laughs> move right past that. What? Does anybody have any worst... Thanksgiving memories. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. I don't I, know. Why don't you tell us what yours, how bad it is, and we'll tell you if it's worse. I got a doozy, man. Oh, God. So when I was like eight. Um, I like your fair stories, because those were sad. Yeah, I'm just telling this to make Zach laugh, because I know he's going to enjoy it. <laughs> so when I was like eight or nine, uh, went over to my aunt's house, as we normally do for Thanksgiving, and uh, they were, like, my aunt and uncle always prepared Thanksgiving meals for us every year and uh my mom uh stuck her finger inside something that was cooking (laughs) and like i don't know there was something like on a stove or something and she just like stuck her finger in and took a little dollop and my uncle which is like her brother-in-law uh through marriage uh said something along the lines of like why are you gonna stick your finger in there you fat whale and my mom just was like, I'm out and just cut out on foot on Thanksgiving Day. And then the whole rest of the family just had to sit there and feel crunchy about it and just be like, oh, well, that's not what normally happens. Yeah. 
And then, uh, what was the ride situation like? What were like, you did, did like? What like? Because you? you obviously stayed at Thanksgiving. You didn't leave on foot with mom. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, that made my mom sound real bad. Sorry, like so. <laughs> That's what I got abandoned for the year, <laughs> and I never saw her again. It was weird. Uh, sorry. So my my grandparent my grandparents were there. My grandma. So I definitely had. Full, I mean, I was there with my, the whole rest of my family. I was. I'm like, also just wondering, like, there are different things you can stick your finger into. Um. And I feel like, like, you don't want to, like... Hey, why don't you say that again? <laughs> I meant what I said. I said what I meant. But it's like, like, was it, like, mashed potatoes? Or was it, like, a casserole? Was it the turkey? Or, like, a pie. Or like, like a just, pie? you know, right into the... That would be bad. I would I would be upset, too. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Did I was, you just, like, finger the turkey's butt? I, I, like, I was eight that? years old. A little dollop old. of stuffing pulled it out? Uh, I would... If I had to guess, it was, it was like, mashed potatoes or something. But I, yeah. yeah, I have no idea. Like, I don't think she, like... Uh, desecrated a cake, okay. you know. Like I think it was. You don't more... think she like put her hand into a pie? No, I don't okay. think it was like a wet cement situation. Uh, <laughs> but what? This... No, you're gonna Sorry. have to what explain that. Happening? What's a wet cement situation in pie? Or just like you know, like like, like a handprint of like in wet cement, like like left her mark. Forever. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if yeah, you were yeah. to open your oven at the right time and stick your hand in, maybe you could leave a print on the pie. Yeah, that's that's where I was going. Okay. With it. Uh, but then my cousin ended up, uh, going out and getting her and bringing her back late. And it was, but it was like, that was like a, like, uh, I feel like every family has a, that weird off year mm-hmm. where things fly off the rails. And then it's just like either one or two things, either we talk about it for every year. Cause it was funny or no one ever brings it back. And like, literally no one ever talked about, it. I think this is the first time in probably a decade plus that <laughs> like no one ever brought that up again. Yeah. It's like, we're just, it didn't happen. I read something the other day, and it was this story about this family, and uh, the young kid was probably, like, five or six, and he, like, took the turkey leg. He was, like, really excited about it, took the turkey leg, ate, like, two or three bites of it, and then was, like, either didn't like it, didn't want it. So his grandmother wrapped it, froze it, next year, Thanksgiving, pulls it out, thaws it, gives it back to him, this is all the turkey you get until you finish it. Ooh, wow. I was, like, oh, shit. I was, like, my family has, like, drama, but not, like... We're, That's some like passive like, aggression. Yeah. Like, like you, you held on to that for. We're very, a while. we're like the most passive aggressive. It's like everyone, like you just <laughs> pretend like, like it's a fun time, but like that's like pretty. I don't even know if that's passive aggressive. That feels just regressive. Yeah, that's aggressive. It's like, it's not like a wedding cake topper. Like you pull it out the next year. Here you go. <laughs> Now, oh that I, I know you just dropped some personal Thanksgiving drama on the last podcast. I don't on on the Harder Brunch podcast. The Harder Brunch uh, after brunch. after. So I don't want you to like have to retell your same story. Is this your plug for oh, Patreon? And that this is what you were doing right now. By the way, if you guys <laughs> want to get on the ground floor of the Harder Brunch Patreon, so much quality. You want to hear Thad's story? If you want to hear Thad's story, that's childhood drama. It's going to cost you only three dollars a month at the patreon.com slash Harder Brunch. Go check it out right now. If you're not a subscriber, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're not. I know I am. The whisper made it weird for me. I feel like next time you promote it, don't do the whisper. That made it weird. If you're not a subscriber, go check it out right now. Yeah, better. Better, better. All right. Well, I definitely have more stories. Uh, I I was just thinking, I had a Thanksgiving at my stepmom's step-siblings place. So, this sounds gross. So you like know nobody yeah, there. Leading yeah, we gross. see them once a year. It was actually at her dad's house, which is my step grandpa, and there was my step step cousins, if you will. Yeah, like like we are not related at yeah. all. These, like people, these people are, are these people are animals. 
like you have to fake smile the whole time. What is it? Third degree? No, it's not. That's not what it is. Uh, with cousins. I think you're talking about burns. Twice, second twice degree removed. Or twice removed. Twice yeah. removed. Um, second burns degree cousins. Different. That's what you get when you say your name pies. Yeah. yeah. It's don't like, kiss. Don't man? don't kiss your cousins, but definitely kiss your first cousin. Yeah, we yeah, became like, second degree cousins that year. Yeah, like we could all kiss and nothing would be like illegal about it. I, I think anyone was saying that. I don't want to do that. Um, but I mean, if you're listening, I mean, Miranda, I forgive you. <laughs> I saw the way you're looking at me. Um, so, so like they don't get along. They don't get along. I'm like, yeah. why do we do this? Like she's complaining the whole ride up there about having to do this step, step <laughs> family Thanksgiving. And she gets in a fight with her step sister. Oh, so, but like they're going at it. Like I thought. Like, to be fair, that can happen with real sisters too. Right, but it it was like screaming, like locking each other in, like the bathroom. Stay away, get away. Like, like I did. What did you say to me? Say it to my face. Say it to my face. Like, like, like a man. Like, well, why would you do that? Anyways, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like sitting there, like, okay, what the heck yeah. is going on? This is a little bit entertaining. Is better than like talking about. So, how school guy that I see. Once every other year. Yeah. Um, you have a boyfriend yet? No! <laughs> Continue. So, Sorry. So they finally, like... <laughs> a little too close to home, Richard. <laughs> like, they they finally come together, and it's like, like, food's ready, and it's time to eat. Like, in the midst of this fight, like, we're going to eat as a family. Like, like family's being thrown out, like, very, like, hardcore. Yeah. yeah. We're a family. We shouldn't be doing this. Like, we're not a family. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we get there. And it's, it's prayer time, and there's these two. My step cousin, my step step cousin, brought her her fiance, which we didn't know was a fiance at the time. Uh, and he's like, "I'd like to make an announcement." And I'm like, "What announcement do you want to make after all this yelling?" And she's like, "We're getting married!" And like, like she starts crying. <laughs> he's like, "It's a gift from God," and like everybody's just like, "Did you guys not just witness? Like, what type of timing do you have?" And like it was like time to pray. I'm like laughing through the prayer the whole time because like 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 this is a scene from a movie. Like thank you so much, guys. I love you, and you're not getting the royalties because we're not family. Dude, you just triggered so many terrible childhood memories for me. So much. It was like everything him cascading down. Uh, I I did I do definitely remember this was not actually a childhood memory. This was adult memory, but like I was like that can be what, adult trauma too. One Thanksgiving, I was I was at a friend's house. It was all friends. I was no, I wasn't even related to these people, but like there was like my friend and his girlfriend, and his girlfriend's sister, and her kids, and then like some other people, and so there was kids there, and it was just like this was back when people were still smoking inside the house with kids there, and so it was just like we're drinking and smoking cigarettes, which is a lot. It's frowned upon. But then, but then all the adults keep going to the back room to uh, to uh, smoke pot. Basically, they're like smoking pot. Like they're just doing it barely out of eyesight of the children. And then, uh, and then everyone gets together and like everyone's like, I'm drunk. Everyone's like pretty messed up. And it's like time to have the dinner. And then my friend thinks he's gonna throws me under the bus. And he's like, uh, Dyke's gonna go ahead and say grace. And there's like 15 people there. Little did he know, I went to 12 years in Catholic school. <laughs> I I'm know hella prayers. Murdered that grace. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, no uh, uh, no sarcasm, no nothing. I said, like, 
I think it was funnier because I just said a serious prayer and then and then stuck the landing and then everyone's just looking at me like what what did he just do? <laughs> How did he uh, do that? But yeah, I remember that being weird. I also remember uh it wasn't Thanksgiving one time my cousin asked everyone in my family to go out to Texas Roadhouse. And then we all get there. For why? And the, I don't know. The but peanuts? we go to Texas Roadhouse. And it was like my grandparents were still alive. My, gra- my grandpa was like in his 90s. He was so old. Like my grandparents were very old. It was difficult for them to get out. It was like, what are we doing? Why is everyone out here? And then he was just like, hey, guys, I'm Marin Lula Bell. And it was like no one had ever met Lula Bell. <laughs> And then Lula she Bell worked at the Texas Roadhouse. It was it was it was on her break, and mm-hmm. uh, everybody like Lula Bell's family was there, and like she was just obviously like a piece of white trash. Like she was just like a terrible, like a, ter- With a beautiful name like that. I mean, Lula Bell's not a real name. I was trying to give <laughs> give give her something. Uh, I don't. That, I don't remember her name. <laughs> but and then and then uh, you know, and my is my cousin Greg, who great guy, not super close with, never really have been. Um, cause uh, there's like an age difference, you know, he's like, he's like eight to 10 years older than me, you know? And so like, we were never close to whatever. And he's like, Hey, he was like, Hey, uh, Dyke, uh, I want you to be my best man at my wedding. Oh my gosh. And I was like, we, we never hang out. Like we're not that's friends. Like this, that's kind of weird. And also I don't, I don't know about Lula Bell. Like yeah. she looks a little skeevy. <laughs> I, don't <know> <laughs> I don't know you. I definitely don't know her. And then he's I'm not signing off on this. To be in a wedding. He's like, hey, after after we leave this, it's just gonna be like, you know people our age. We're we're gonna go to uh, eight seconds and uh, watch saloon. Yeah, and watch. There was like a country music show there that <laughs> night, and so I was just like, okay. And I remember my, my I went home and I asked my friend. I was like, hey. Uh, my cousin asked me to go to eight seconds to be his best man and do it like with Lula Bell. It's a whole thing. <laughs> and I was just like, I really need someone to go with me. Cause I feel like this is weird. He was like, I have to see this. So we go to eight seconds. I'm wearing a Sean John shirt. Cause it was the two thousands <laughs> and I'm wearing a Sean, like I have the fresh fade. I'm wearing a Sean John yep. shirt. And then uh, we get there. You fit right in there. Uh, I jumped on a mechanical bull. I rode for eight seconds before I got tossed off. I think it was the longest, definitely anyone in a Sean John shirt's ever written a mechanical bowl. Eight seconds, eight seconds. Uh, I do have to say, uh, unfortunately, his marriage to Lula Bell did not last very long. Oh. Uh, were, did you, did, were you his best man? I don't think they got it to the marriage. I okay. don't think that, okay. that even worked out yet. Like I didn't even get a chance to be the best man. Zach, do you have a terrible... Well, I like that that wasn't even like a Thanksgiving story. It was just like a different that was just story another that you were just story. like, hey, I just, wanna, I just wanna speak on this. My favorite thing about Dyke's childhoods or just his stories in general is it's like a like a comedic version of a Everclear song. <laughs> it's got all the elements of like Father of Mine. <laughs> right. Tell but, me where have you been? But it doesn't been? make you quite tear up. <laughs> uh, like if you think about it too much in like Break your heart, but right? Was like, I, no, I, I, I could have been your golden boy. <laughs> I, I've been at the party where you had to go to the back room to go get high in turns because it was also families around, and there's nothing weirder than getting high and talking to other people's children. Uh, so you know, yeah, I don't like talking to other people's children sober, so right. Uh, but kind, no, kind of my nightmare for, for my Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm kind of the outlier here uh 
I don't have any bad Thanksgiving stories. Yeah. I thought you were just saying Thanksgiving. I mean, like, family, it's just like the normal, you. like, gripe stuff. Like, you know, oh, we had to drive a bunch of places or, oh, whatever. But, I mean, there's really, uh, I uh, am probably one of the few Americans that's not stoked that we're not doing Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody else is like, yeah, we've got an yeah. excuse not to go, like, on every side of the aisle. Because <laughs> I, I don't even believe, like, because you're right, it's even, like, the people who don't believe in COVID that are like, yeah, but I mean, we ought to just yeah, be safe to go. Not, yeah, not, yeah. not be around each other. Yeah. We'll just all go to the bar instead. <laughs> My question is, is, is Black Friday still on? God. Like, because I kind of feel like if they said that we shouldn't do Thanksgiving, then shops shouldn't be allowed to do a Black Friday sale. Yeah. I assume it's going to be a hardcore cyber. It might be Cyber Friday. But I think oh, also... Sure. For the last couple of years, it's like Black Friday started like two weeks ago for some reason. It's like you, Black Friday right. sales are like month long. Right. Like if, at any point come in. I just assume they're all going to translate to online. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a pretty simple. Like if, if Walmart's open and they're having like fist fights over fucking TVs, then they're the assholes. Yeah. But like I would also think that from like a strategy perspective mm-hmm. and if you're doing Black Friday, you're strategizing. Then, then and also, and well, also, nobody's Walmart, going out. Walmart knows their audience. Right. So you might have a better chance of getting that TV because, you know, a third or whatever percentage of like whatever percentage Decent doesn't overlap doesn't with, with Black Friday shoppers and and, uh, you know, plague enthusiasts. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see the videos. Yeah, uh, I will say that my uh, my step family for a number of years. Uh, I would go over to their house with my ex-girlfriend and they had a very racist dog. And they had like everyone and I was the only, I was the only black person in the house. Everybody dog was fine with everyone in the house. But every time I go there, the dog would just growl at me. He would just watch me and growl at me. And I'm scared of mean dogs. I love nice dogs. I love petting their bellies. Uh, any nice dog I, I, I love and I want to cuddle with. But if you're mean dog, I don't fuck with you. I don't fuck with mean dogs. We go over there and it would be like every year. It was like four years in a row. Go over there and this racist ass dog would just growl at me. And then everyone in the family was just like, oh, that, that that's just chompers. You know, just don't look at him in the eye wrong. And I'm like, I don't like a dog that comes with rules. You know, like I don't like a dog that you can look in his eye wrong and he gets racist. Well, first of all, all dogs come with rules. Uh, second of all, like, how do you know that it was particularly racism what 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 if it was another kind of bigotry it might be against you but he didn't like me he didn't like you at all and i think and there was nothing you were bringing to that party i I, it wasn't that you seem pretty pro uh racist dog here (laughs) what were you wearing yeah i feel like this was some victim blaming from our producer you guys understand how that argument normally goes but sure uh, I do like how you just you treat this podcast like it's just your own personal therapy session, and it's just like you're like, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Also, let me talk about all my trauma. Yeah, that's what you do when you have a podcast. Look, Bridget, <laughs> we're here in the like this is the, As the most professional podcaster here. I really think I can say why we podcast. No, you can, but however, <laughs> what I'm saying is, look, this is a podcast that we have. Uh, we're still building listenership to. <laughs> And no, no, nobody like right now where we live right now, this is the end of the podcast. (laughs) There's only like three people that have made it here. Like this is rarefied air. This is, this, this is you, you, this is where you say stuff to get canceled from. You'd be like, I don't 
believe in you know the, the stuff like what? Zach says uh, you know to us off air you know like that stuff that thing. I say in confidence dogs. you say in confidence and then right. Dyke repeats on air well me and Cody <laughs> have some really interesting conversations because he has some crazy views he does yeah. dog he does have he's some not beliefs, racist but he's he, not he, racist but he does he doesn't growl but yeah he doesn't growl at me that's and that's all I care about <laughs> guys this has been the drunk dial podcast thank you so much uh uh, comedian, um, human, lover, Thad McKee. Where can people find you on social media? Y'all can find me at um, Thad McKee at Instagram.com, I think. Which is Instagram.com. Nice. Nice. Uh, bridge your hand, most professional. Oh, am I supposed to say where you Yeah, you you selling cakes, you're doing oh. some stuff online, you're doing oh, some things. Yeah. Um, I'm doing holiday, uh, no contact drops for cinnamon rolls on Thanksgiving morning and Christmas morning. So if anybody wants a pan of seven cinnamon rolls, you can follow me on Bakes by Bridge on Instagram and shoot me a message and it's $30 for seven cinnamon rolls. They come warm and it includes uh, delivery. Also guys, in urban foodies. I should have said that first. Yeah. Yeah, guys, she's underselling it. Like, she <laughs> makes this amazing food. Uh, I did, you know what? I had a, I got saved a sliver of that last uh, birthday cake you made and given it to me, like, in a dime bag, like a, like a legit <laughs> drug deal. And uh, that's how I felt when I ate that birthday cake at 11 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, Bridget does amazing food. If you guys are in the Indianapolis area and you want to, like, impress Someone in your family, you want someone to marry you, you want to like trick a relative into leaving you some money, get a Bakes by Bridget cake. That's what you want to yeah. be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, Zach Rohn, anything for you? Yeah, if you've uh, got any uh, problematic dogs you need walked, <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram at colorblind dog walkers. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he doesn't see color or leashes, guys. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time. This dog's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> okay.